Hi there, it's Shelby Alexander, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey Podcast, a place where we explore the spiritual nature of this human experience and how to live happy, free, and thrive together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode on this spiritual journey. I'm your host, Shelby Alexander. And this week's episode is a, a fun one. It was actually sourced from the uh, this incredible community. So, little plug, if you have a topic that you are really wanting me to explore on the podcast, send me a DM, send me the topic. I'm happy to do it. Also, if you know of any guides or other spiritual teachers, healers that you'd like to hear from or have a, as a guest on the show, I'm also totally open to those referrals. So shoot them my way. Um, today's topic is all about offerings and rituals. This topic came in response to a ritual I actually posted about on my Instagram story. Um, in it, I think I had acknowledged that I was burning a candle as an offering. And so somebody had kind of asked the questions, you know, why do we do them? What are they for? Where do they come from? Is there any scary stuff involved like ghosts or apparitions and this sort of thing? And I personally love this topic because I think in modern day spirituality, this concept of quote unquote offerings has become casted as a little too witchy woo woo for some. we've become disconnected from this concept of offerings. And I sense just a general fear about them, misconceptions mixed with a desire to also understand what they are and why we have them, where they come from, how we can use offerings. And if we incorporate them into our rituals, who are we offering an offering to and what offering and why? So, In this episode, I will share my take on all of that in the hopes that you feel a little more freedom in your rituals, clarity on how to incorporate offerings in them in a way that doesn't feel any kind of way, be it witchy woo-woo or something else. It just feels good, good to you and your sense of spirituality, whatever that is for you. The purpose of all of these practices, my personal belief, is to enrich your relationship to self, to know thyself, svadhyaya, the practice of knowing ourself, and to enrich your relationship to source in your unique organic way. So, and I also want to just take a little bit of fear out generally about this as a practice you know less fear is always a good thing and i really do feel like rituals and offerings um they really go back to like our basic human nature and they don't have to be this like outside of ourself hard to connect with um thing so Um, And at the end of this episode, I'm also going to invite you to have your own ritual to celebrate the autumn equinox that just happened. Anytime we have a change in season, it's a really powerful time to focus in on connecting to ourselves. What's here now? Who am I now? And rituals have a really beautiful way of helping us drop into present moment now. And I'll talk about that later in a way that can help us really ground in whatever our intention is for the season ahead. So I'll include that at the end, stick around, um, and let's go ahead and begin. So let me just start by saying that anytime we do any sort of a ritual, we have an opportunity to get in present moment. Rituals, ceremonies, these things happen 
all of the time culturally around us, whether it's to celebrate, celebrate births, honor deaths, life, love, important milestones and initiations via weddings, graduations, anniversary dinners, <laughs> birthday parties, baptisms, holidays, funerals, or memorials, or even something like a new moon circle or season changes like I was just mentioning with the autumn equinox. All of these include some form of ritual. And what they all have in common is they help us drop into that present moment now and feel. We gather to feel. We have rituals to feel. Most rituals, whether in community or done individually, incorporate the senses in some way. The senses being taste, sight, sound, smells, touch. At weddings, for example, we have food, we have music, we have toasts, we have fun textures and clothing, lights, candles, flowers. For a new moon intention setting ritual by yourself, you might have uh, incense or light a candle, burn some sage, have tea, journal, or something else. Funerals and memorials, we usually have music, food, lots of hugging, speeches, candles. And holiday dinners, dishes to pass, flowers, music, garlands, centerpieces, and sweets. So you can see in all of the above, there is a communal or individual desire to be present to something, to have a felt experience, to feel what's here in the present moment now now <laughs> or right now and whether that's to celebrate something or mourn something process something vision something share gratitude listen or receive clarity to connect or simply be depends on what our intention is why we're we're doing the ritual in the first place <clears throat> so i want to just say that Rituals are happening all around us all the time. They're normal and they've been happening around us for thousands of years, you guys. Some of them have some sort of offering component to them to enrich the experience for all involved. So once I start talking about offering, I can feel that it's important to acknowledge those who feel a little unsure or afraid of quote unquote offerings. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that because it's understandable. If we look at our human past, our humanity's past, there were times in human history when we had rituals that included sacrifices as offerings. And at certain points in our collective human history, it was super common practice across most of the world to have human and animal sacrifices. So be it Egyptian, Roman, Tahitians, the Vikings, the Greeks, the Incas, germanic celtic persians ancient chinese pretty much everybody was offering lives at some point around the world to usually appease a god or gods so i bring that up because this is where our mistrust with not only religion and god enters but any sort of kind of spiritual practice or this concept of offering can can really bring that up um, or trigger that. So I think we need to remember that regardless of the region or race or religion, the consciousness during those past times when sacrifices were a common practice, those were periods when we were anchored in separation consciousness instead of oneness consciousness. 
fear of each other, fear of the gods or God resulted in people acting that way. And the truth is that we're not separate from source, from God, from energy. You are, you have the divine in you. You have divine source energy within. So why would you ever need goodwill or to get on the good side of a, of a God if you already have God within? So we don't do offerings as sacrifices. Offerings are not sacrifices. It's a very different concept. And I want to separate those two things because I think when we bring up this concept of offerings, some people go there. And I'm also going to assume they go there because if you're listening to a podcast about spirituality, you're probably an old soul and you've probably had many past lives, some of which you may have either been sacrificed or done the sacrificing. So if you have a strong emotional tie to the concept of offerings generally, have some self-compassion because you may have good reason to have that feeling. Again, it was common practice to kill a slave for good measure and bury them under one of the four posts of a new building or structure so that it was seen as lucky by the gods. So meditate on that. If whenever we have a really strong emotion that comes up in our current reality, you know, a strong fear or emotion, and we can't explain it by something that's happened in our our present lifetime. Like I have a friend who's really really scared of crossing bridges and she did a past life regression and found out that she died on a bridge. So there's like a real kind of somatic response that she has that's unexplainable. And that can be the case with with this as well. So you might have had a situation in a life experience that um, that causes you to have kind of an unexplainable reaction. And so when that happens, we want to just sit with ourselves and meditate on it and and see what self awareness, self knowledge is available to us. So. But today, I just today we live in the Aquarian age of information. We are asking these questions, and rightfully so. We're asking questions about the role religion plays in our connection to source energy. We're questioning any container or rules about how we can connect to spirit, to that God force within us and beyond us. And spirituality, to me, is not a religion. It's your own relationship to spirit. So that may be religious for you, and that's fine, and that's good. Um, but it doesn't have to be. And to be connected to source doesn't mean that you have to be religious. So your relationship to spirit is yours and your alone. And it's that part of you that is truth, that without all the rules, the titles, all the things you have or do or be, it's what's left, your essence, that God sense within you, that part of you that can never die. And how we connect to that part of us, that spirit within us, is going to look different for each of us. But what I find is that across all religions, across all kind of spirituality practices, rituals and offerings are a constant practice that help us drop into that God force, that bliss body, that divine sense, that essence within us. So they're not inherently good. They're not inherently bad. It's just like a container, a tool to help you connect to you. So let's go back to offerings. I derailed a little bit there, but I feel like that's really important in terms of just setting context and deepening understanding. So offerings. Traditionally in India, if you were to have a ritual, you would represent each of the elements. 
you'd light a candle or an incense, have a cup of water present, maybe have fruits, sweets, flowers, and silks. Sounds a little bit uh, familiar, right? Like a description for maybe a Catholic Easter Sunday mass, huh? So we see these, this bringing in the elements across lots of different cultures and traditions. And my personal take is that by representing the elements, we actually are helping ourselves connect to our senses, activate our senses, which drops us into present moment now. So when we are trying to connect with our higher self versus our ego self at a big moment in life or a big life event when we want to do a ritual, usually we want to do that because our higher self lives in present moment now. Our ego, our little one, is in a reactive state that's reacting from past or planning for future. And so when we have all these elements present or represented, or even a few of them, we're able to connect to our senses, which get us into present moment now, which connect us into our higher self. And I think elements also have a beautiful way of representing this very human world, this life, the reminder of the beauty that this earthly realm offers. So I think of offerings, if a ritual is kind of a container or a ceremony that we're hosting for ourselves to feel something communally or individually on a higher self level, I think of offerings like gifts. When you go to a wedding, you're celebrating the love of that couple and love generally. We usually give a gift to the happy couple. It's a, it's a memento to celebrate this union, their marriage, and unconditional love. When we go to birthday parties, anniversaries, holidays, we usually offer something, be it food, drinks, or a gift. So we have offerings to celebrate the moment, celebrate whatever it is that's bringing us as an individual to this moment or bringing us together for this moment in time. So for me, last week during the autumn equinox, I was fasting and feeling the pull to go inward and drop into present moment now and really listen. I felt like I had this strong desire to get clear on a pattern that I was ready to let go of for my highest evolution so I could release it. And so I grabbed my journal, a beeswax candle I was gifted that had been dipped in rose petals. I lit um, an incense out of a crystal bowl, sound, had sound healing music on, made some cacao, prayed into it, said my intention into the cacao, and just basically asked that this ritual help me gain clarity on what I'm letting go of. May I become aware of what's no longer serving me and release it in a way that's in my highest good and for the highest good of all, okay? So you can see, like, honestly, I didn't have a plan to have a ritual. I didn't have a plan to really be or do anything that day that was remotely close to this, but I had that inner calling of, I need to sit with myself for 15 minutes and I wanna tap into what feels sacred to me, that higher self, that soul self knowing within myself. And so for me, again, journal, light, light the incense. So I'm playing with the sense, right, smell. Um, I made cacao, when I sip the cacao, it drops me in present moment. And I said the prayer and I sat there with my journal and just let myself kind of free write. 
we don't have to pray or intend to anyone or anything in particular. It can be your own soul, your higher self. It can be God, source, an angel, goddess, guru, or an avatar like Jesus or Amma. It can be Gaia, Mother Earth, or just to life itself. This, this is what I mean about spirituality. It's not about gaining goodwill with anything or anyone or any God. You're already good. You're perfect. You have source energy within you. Like you're not separate from God or life. So why would you ever need to be on its good side? You have grace within. You are grace. And so it's just tapping, doing a ritual or having an offering in a ritual is a gift to help us tap in vibrationally into the thought forms in the present moment now that helps us connect to our higher self. So back to my little impromptu ritual the other day, I make the cacao with music, no distractions, put my hands over it and say my prayers, feeling the kitchen, um, fe feeling it in the kitchen already just from naming a few of my intentions. And then I pour the cacao in my favorite mug. I sit, I light the candle. I say my intention, thanking the universe for helping me release what no longer serves. By doing it in this way, I'm immediately dropping into gratitude. Lighting the candle is a gift to myself and to the universe. For me, it's the most, um, lighting candles is just like so warm and feel good to me and candles represent light and just high vibration, right? Um, I saged myself, clearing my energetic field and brought the cacao to my lips before drinking it. I smell it. I breathe it in. So this is all a part of a ritual. The cacao is even an offering to my body, you know. Then I start listening. And not too long in, after I've, you know, done all of these things, I start journaling about all of the things in my life that are draining my power. Example, where I'm still focusing on the gaps in my desired manifestation rather than enjoying the journey to them. And this was a big thing for me, like to become aware of, oh, wow, I am still unconsciously, subconsciously focusing on where I'm not there yet rather than just enjoying where I am now. So I sat with the candle until it went out and put a hand in my heart and thanked my guide, source, the universe and myself for helping me gain the clarity I longed for. So it doesn't have to be, again, like that complicated. Offerings are such a great way to help us connect to our own gratitude and our generosity to self, others, and life itself. It doesn't need to be something you're afraid of or feel like you're going to conjure some unwanting, unwanted energy with like the old school boards or something. Like it doesn't have to be like that. And know that energy follows intention. So an offering is just a physical symbol you can put your heartfelt intention into, you know, before lighting the candle, maybe holding the candle and infusing it with whatever your desire is before burning it. And the burning is a symbol of beginning of lighting that intention into the physical form. So I hope that this helps you feel more clarity on rituals and offerings and what they are and how we can use them. And for this autumn season, I want to just offer this ritual for those that are, that are interested in playing with some of the material that I've shared here today. So autumn, generally speaking, is a moment in time, the autumn equinox specifically, is a moment in time when the day and night are equal. 
light and dark are equal. The metaphors are rich here, but generally autumn is a symbol of going inward, a completion of cycles, death, leaves start to change, completions happen, as temperatures drop, we literally go inside our houses more. And so it's a time to go inside ourselves and ask ourselves, what cycles am I completing? What areas of my life are prana or life force drains versus gains? What drains am I ready and willing to let go of for my highest evolution? I like to practice a ritual at every season change because I think we have an opportunity both cosmically and environmentally to check in with ourselves. We're supported during these energetic times of transition to deepen our self-study, our svadhyaya, our self-knowledge, awareness of who we are now and what's holding us back and what can be released for the sake of our highest evolution. So each season has a bit of a, a different theme or feel to it. And depending on what's happening astrologically and cosmically, this can also influence it even more. But generally, I'll say that, you know, this past week with, I think, five plus planets in Mercury or in retrograde, um, including Chiron, I think, and the autumn equinox, there's a super powerful cosmic uh, kind of support around release here, letting go of patterns that drain our power and replacing them with loving boundaries acceptance of self and other but without being the martyr and that's what was really coming through for me when i sat with myself and did that ritual that i already talked to so i invite you to have a ritual with yourself to celebrate this change in season on our planet in this universe and in you in all the changes that have happened this summer or this year so far celebrating them, acknowledging them, dropping into present moment now, even if you only have 10 minutes. So here's what you'll do. You'll choose one element you'd like to have represented and one sense you'd like to activate and an offering that activates it. So example, you might choose to have the element of fire represented and the sense of smell, which would mean you could light a candle or an incense. or if you chose the element of earth and the sense of eyes, you might choose flowers as your offering. Whatever you choose, hold it in your hand and infuse it with your intention. Ask the universe, life, God, or your higher self for what you desire. Connect to yourself, take a few deep breaths in, holding this item. Infusing your love into this item as a gift to yourself, to life, to the universe. And then ask for what you want. Maybe it's clarity on something that you desire in the season ahead. Or maybe it's just to have a beautiful season ahead, a turning of the page to step into your power, your sovereignty, whatever it is, you can't mess it up. And then I want you to thank the universe or whatever it is that you intended to for this thing that you just said you desire as if it has already happened. 
place your offering on your altar or just in front of you and just take a little bit of time to journal or simply be still in present moment. This powerful of pausing and kind of like in business, we talk about, you know, we're working in the business versus on the business. It's the same with our life. You're in the day to day, you're in your life versus looking up bird's eye view, meta view on your life. And when we do rituals and things like this, it's like working on our life. We get that moment, that pause in time to really be with what is and reflect instead of just reacting or following, you know, whatever's already in the current. So I hope you do an autumn ritual. Let me know how it goes. Tag me in any Instagram posts that I am Shelby Alexander. I'd love to see what you come up with and feel free to DM me or comment in the show, show notes below about how this served you. Any other questions you have? I hope that it's changed your perspective a little bit about offerings generally and rituals and helping them feel a little bit more relatable, accessible, and a helpful tool you now have in your spiritual toolkit. All right, my loves, I hope you have a wonderful week. Big love always. I'll see you in the next episode.